What's up, y'all? Welcome to the XFL Podcast, episode number 17. We just wrapped up the divisional rounds of the 2023 XFL season, and it is time to get into the happenings of what happened. I am one half of your host today. I am Jonathan Risk, and as always, I am joined by the general of Detroit, Michigan, in Detroit, Michigan, in a basement, MG Geek. MG! Yo, man, not really in a basement, um, and but yeah, um, I'm here. I'm here. And I'm ready to talk some XFL. Uh, Did you add new wallpaper behind you? Week. Mm, no, no, no. That's always been that way. I just turned okay. my light on. I didn't have my ring light on. I just said it. it I might look nicer if I turn it on. So, so 17 episodes was, in. Right. 17 episodes in is when you decided you just to turn on something. your ring light? No, I've, I've been turning it on most episodes. <laughs> Okay. The only one I don't well, think I had it on is the one we we recorded during the day when there was light in the room. So got you. Mm. Well, this of mm. course is the XFL podcast, uh, sponsored as always by Habibi Clothing. Uh, HabibiClothing.co XFL Pod at checkout for ten percent off your order. Um, you can follow us at XFL Pod. That's where you get updates on everything that's going on. Or me at Official Risk on all social media at MG or. At the number two fight forever to follow MG <laughs> on Twitter. Um, sorry, we are a day late, almost two days late at this point. No, because yeah, two days late at this point. Um, Wednesday, the day we normally record to get it out on Thursdays, um, we were having some issues with our production equipment. So, uh, Enrique, shout out Enrique. Uh, he does our graphics for us. He put together the production thing. He got it back working for us um, around noon today. So, we are recording, and this is coming out Friday. No sleep for the weary. MG, let's get into the shit. Yes, sir. A lot of stuff is happening and a lot of XFL players are getting invited to NFL camps. XFL Media Relations put out a list. Round of applause for them. XFL Media Relations put out a list. Um, and the XFL Twitter account has also been tweeting along. So we'll go through the list that the Media Relations put out. Uh, Freedom, Akimulambundun. Uh, <laughs> Glad they, you had they, to say they do that. They were <laughs> they knew what they were doing, putting that one at the top. Um, defensive end played for the Battle Hawks. He got invited to the Miami Dolphins minicamp. Kevin Atkins, uh, defense of lineman, I think, DI, it says on here for some reason. Also for St. Louis, going to Atlanta uh, for an NFL camp. Uh, Luke Barku, cornerback for the Seattle Sea Dragons, got invited to Cleveland. CJ Brewer, um, is going from Houston, invited to Tampa Bay's camp. Wide receiver Hakeem Butler from St. Louis got invited to the Pittsburgh Steelers camps. Quarterback Jack Cohn. Yeah, quarterback mm-hmm. Jack Cohn uh, from San Antonio. He got invited to two camps, the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the New York Jets. Almost called them the Sea Dragons there. Uh, Lucas Dennis, <laughs> the safety from the St. Louis Battlehawks, got invited to Atlanta's camp. Ben DiNucci, quarterback, Seattle Sea Dragons, is going. Uh, got an invite to Denver's uh, camps. Austin Falulu, uh, defensive end for the Sea Dragons, is staying in Seattle. Got invited to the <laughs> Seahawks camp. Just going uh, to the just just par- pulling his stuff on to the other side of the building. <laughs> yep, Trent Harris, linebacker for the Houston Roughnecks, got invited to Denver's camp. Alex Moletti, center for the Roughnecks, going to Seattle's camp. 
Chidi Oki, tackle for the Brahmas, going to Pittsburgh's camp. Jacquees Patrick, wide running back, San Antonio, going to Denver. Um, camp, Charles... Charleston Rambo, wide receiver for the Guardians, going to uh, Philadelphia Eagles camps. Darius Shepard, the wide receiver from St. Louis Battlehawks, is actually in MG's bedroom, which is why MG's in the basement, because he's going to Detroit's Mm -hmm. camp. Uh, Jack Snyder, the guard for Houston, got invited to two camps, Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Cam Sutton, tight end for the Vegas Vipers, is going to the Atlanta's camp. Jordan Thomas, tight end for the Orlando Guardians, going Going to Carolina's camp. Barry Weasley tackles uh, Seattle going to Atlanta's camp. And plenty, plenty more. I just saw also um, that a man, a kicker, San Antonio's kicker, uh, Parker, is going to Detroit's uh, camp. Okay. As well as Trent Harris we from the it. Roughnecks is going to Broncos. Um, and a whole bunch that are coming up, that are being released up to the minute of us recording. So if we miss some, sorry. But MG, what do you make of the list, man? That's a lot of names. That's a lot more than I kind of anticipated. I wasn't expecting it to be this many well, this quick. We discussed this a little bit last week, um, and I thought that, and of course, there. this is when we were recording, it's uh, Thursday evening, and I'm guessing that a lot of the uh, NFL uh, camps are just are starting to slot people where they want and where they want to bring people in to take a look at somebody. And when I saw um, when I saw Darius Shepard, for instance, uh, for going to Detroit, I knew that a wide receiver was going to get a shot because, and he was a heck of a um, returner for St. Louis. So, and we'll go into that. We'll actually go into that in a minute. Um, He's coming up again. Why do y'all get receivers in Detroit? Did something happen? uh, Yeah. Something happened. Y'all need receivers. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, well, it's uh, honestly, I mean, we brought in, we, we got a free agent receiver. We brought one back. We, I mean, we, we're doing enough to patch it up. They took one in the seventh round. So they're going to need a couple of warm bodies to hold places and if anything, he'll be uh, returning kicks. And the guy that is returning kicks now, uh, Jakeef Raymond, I can never say the guy's name right, Rakeef Raymond uh, will end up uh, probably like the fourth or fifth receiver um, until our stud, Jameson Williams, comes back. So, yeah. But so he may make that team just on based on that, based on depth. And there's probably some other guys on this list. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Hakeem Butler, you said for Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he, I think he has a chance. You know who, you know who has a chance, depending on which camp he goes to. He's got two to choose from. Um, Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn might be able to make Seattle's, uh, Seattle's uh, camp. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple guys. Let's see uh, what other one on here. Uh, I, I did notice Michael a little Joseph. bit of a trend. I yeah. want Michael Joseph from notice- uh, D.C. to go to Vegas. Okay. Cornerback, even though he's injured right now, but mm. still. Yeah, and that's another thing. Not all these, not all the teams uh, um, invited people yet. Now, they might be still working out internally, uh, putting their list together. And after this, this comes out, there are probably maybe a few more names added to other teams. So yeah. there's that. But, yeah, I, I 
fully think a few heck Ben Nucci might uh make make a good backup to uh what's his face over there that Russell. Diva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's ride. Uh <laughs> Let's ride. So other thing I noticed on this list is the Bronco amount Country. of like offensive tackles Let's ride. that oh Jesus. Uh, uh offensive tackles that got taken. Yes, sir. Let's ride. I'm sorry. What did I what did I do, people? What did I do? Let's I, ride. I triggered him. Now he's stuck. He's stuck. I someone moved the needle. <laughs> Let's ride. I think Sean Payton said the new one is Buckham. That's that's this oh, year's no. catchphrase is Buckham uh via Sean Payton, uh per Sean Payton via the Pat McAfee show. Hey, uh we're um we're just villains. That is that how's that work? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, um, I noticed a lot of I noticed there was a few tackles taken in here too, some offensive line, which I which I think is pretty cool because some, I mean these all these all these NFL teams are going to want depth, and a lot of these guys are going to make practice squads, you know, it, it yeah. to start and maybe they get in. So hopefully for them that it works out. Um, Moving on yeah, to the XFL awards, yeah. um, Peta. Uh, t- t- MG, P- Peter Tamam, <laughs> Peter Tamamo Penu from the Vegas Vipers is. is the 2023 <laughs> XFL Defensive Player of the Year. He led the XFL in forced fumbles with four. He was number two in the XFL in sacks with seven and a half, and he was tied for number six in the XFL in tackles for a loss with uh eight. Um, so that's well deserved. Vegas Viper, um, getting the defensive player of the year. They were solid on defense for the most part. It just their offense was so inconsistent. It just couldn't put things together. But yeah, I remember thinking, you know, they had the right guy running the defense, and it really, it really helped. So yeah, like I said, they're a team that just found their quarterback too late. Um, mm-hmm. but moving along, Darius we'll Shepard is the. 2023 XFL Special Teams Player of the Year, uh, 907 yards and kick returns to lead the XFL during the 2023 regular season. Ranked number two in the league in kick returns average um, with minimum of 10 returns with 24.8 yards to average. Three games with more than 132 kick return yards, including an XFL best 190 in week three versus the D.C. Defenders. He had an 80-yard return to open the second half against D.C. with the second-longest kick return of the season. Um, Reggie Barlow is named the XFL Coach of the Year, uh, obviously the coach of the D.C. Defenders, the XFL North Division champions, and quite possibly the XFL champions. Um, And then the offensive player will be announced the day this episode drops on Friday, so we don't have that right now because it is 11.53 p.m. on Thursday. MG, what do you make of the awards? Uh, I I like them. I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, one thing I will say, uh, 907 yards and kick returns when the rules of the kick returns are as they are is pretty good. Um, yeah. That's like a guy getting almost a thousand yards and rushing because that's really what you're doing. 
you're rushing from a dead stop essentially. And, you know, because they're right on top of you. So, um, that's pretty, it's pretty good. Like I said, he's coming to Detroit's camp. We'll see how he does, but, um, I, he'll be in the mix to return kicks for us for sure. And can I, can I talk more about Darius Shepard and, uh, Reggie Barlow? Cause I have yeah. stuff about both. Um, Actually, you know what? I, I don't have as much about uh, Reggie or about Darius Shepard because I think I said enough. But uh, Reggie Barlow was the calmest and most consistent coach all year. I almost didn't. I at one point had to look up who uh, DC's coach was because he wasn't yelling, he wasn't throwing f bombs in the middle of uh, at the refs and uh, cussing out Dean Blandino on air. He just did his job. He was very even keel, and I think it. I think that's one of the reasons why DC is so good. Uh, you know, so that was just something. Something I noticed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we criticized coaches on this show multiple times, uh, mainly one in particular. But yeah, I think coaching really matters in this league, and this is one of those like. Oh, I'm going to throw, I'm throwing a, there's going to be a, somebody real soon is getting thrown under the bus when we get to the games. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. Some, but somebody, somebody in, was a naughty. <laughs> before we get into that, um, let's talk about the attendance real quick. Um, overall attendance yeah. for the season. And these numbers are brought to you by um, XFL News Hub, put these together. Um, but they put the uh, average attendance um for each team and then the total attendance for each team um we'll start with the average so starting uh from worst to first the Vegas Vipers average 6028 Orlando Guardians right after them 8931 the Houston Roughnecks 11768 the Arlington Renegades 12055 the Seattle Sea Dragons, 12,310. The D.C. Defenders, 14,269. The San Antonio Brahmas, 14,983. And then wrapping and then up, next number. <laughs> the Battlehawks, 35,104. <laughs> MG, number yes, two sir. surprised me on this list. Number two did you know what you know what surprised me in the other direction is Seattle. Seattle, another one that plays in an NFL stadium, and they are only averaging twelve thousand. See Houston. I, I didn't surprise that. I, I was surprised by that actually. Mm. I was expecting Houston to be more. Arlington mm-hmm. is kind of what I figured. Seattle is kind of what I figured, but I thought San Antonio Vegas would have been restricted. where Houston was. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So that's yeah, surprising. But yeah, San, well, I also I think just running the league out of there, maybe that has something to do with it because those players yeah. are local that area and maybe more locals go, hey, you know, they see them on the street and go, hey, come check us out this week. I mean, I, and maybe it gives that has me, something to it do gives with me it more too. hope for the championship game attendance. I will say that. Yeah. Well, we'll see how these if these teams try to travel at all because, you know. I know, I know they were talking a big, can we get a beer snake in the, in San Antonio? We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk more about that when we preview preview the game next week for sure. I'm sure it'll come up. Um, yeah, I, I obviously Vegas was uh, clipped with what they were going to do. Um, you know, 
that it, it that at that by the end of the game, at the end of the season, it was what it was. Um, yeah, I was just a little surprised. Seattle was uh, not a little higher, um, and DC DC just showed out. They filled that stadium every week. So hey, cool. Yeah, um, and then total attendance, the Battle Hawks came in at first, 175,520. Then the Brahmas, 74,914. DC, 71,347. Sea Dragon, 61,550. Arlington Renegades, 60,274. The Houston Roughnecks, 58,838. The Orlando Guardians, 44,656. And the Vegas Vipers, 30,000. 124 pretty on par with what we saw of the average um but let's get into the attendance from the first playoff games of this version of the xfl to put it in perspective before we get into the numbers there was an average attendance of 48,623 um that number is 20,000 less than <laughs> the Battlehawks' average attendance the whole season. <laughs> so the combination that of the two so games bizarre <laughs> barely beats what St. Louis was doing. So, NFL, if the fuck Stan Kroenke chants weren't enough for y'all, look at the numbers. St. Louis um, wants, a team, wants some love. They love their football. There's nothing yes. wrong there. <laughs> um, the Renegades versus Roughnecks had 13,568 people in attendance, and the Sea Dragons versus Defenders had 18,684. And one of the best beer snakes we've seen all season. And I will they, say, they, round they of showed applause, out. <laughs> round of applause to the DC Defenders fan base. The fact that security just has to put the trash cans there and then just as a unit, they just con- – it looked like Japan. They con- calmly and peacefully <laughs> just threw away their cups, recycled them they, in an orderly fashion. They knew, it was it was like an I anime I wonder if they're movie. putting something over the PA um, at like a certain amount of time. Okay, time to disassemble said beer snake. <laughs> And I think when the it. trash cans get put down is when everyone's like, and they're and then All right. they're kind of like, Time to, bring them down, uh, yeah. pass them down, start pulling them off and passing them down. It was yeah, it was kind of cool. I did notice that they made, you know, the, the, the game was kind of in hand at that time, so ESPN was looking for things to show, and you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I've done. I found that kind of interesting too. That just. Uh, just poor Battle Hawks, man. They should have been in the playoffs. That's, we 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 beat that dead horse last week, so we can move on. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, we'll get into the ratings right now before we get into the actual games. Uh, the Renegades versus the Roughnecks on ESPN had six hundred and seventy-five thousand average viewers. Um, the USFL on Fox um, was directly against the XFL on Saturday night. Um, in that 7 to 10 p.m. slot, the Houston um, versus Memphis game averaged more than the XFL with 776,000 viewers. 
The Sea Dragons versus Defenders on ESPN on Sunday averaged 478,000. The USFL's 4 p.m. NBC broadcast, which was the Michigan Panthers and the New Jersey Generals, averaged 563,000 viewers. Um, the game overlapped with the final two hours of uh, the game. MG. Yes, sir. This is not great. I will say, once again, you're not getting ESPN Plus numbers, but no, having your playoffs um, being outviewed versus week four, week three of your competitive league is not, well, not what you want. Worse. Okay. Well, I don't know what's even worse. The, the worse? attendance at these games that were at Ford Field here in Detroit were less than Vegas Viper game. Vegas Viper home game. It looked bad, and they still, you know, it's something that, as far as uh, attendance and going to these games, it's something the XFL did get right, um, and having and having most of their teams in in like secondary markets and not major markets. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. Also, one thing to consider too is. Both these games are going up against NHL and uh, NBA playoff games to, to some degree. I don't, I don't have it in front of me what they were, but there was more. There was more of a spread out viewership for these games, but uh, you know, and that's the one thing I think um, that maybe XFL needs to look at next year is, you know, you can't start too much earlier and try to wrap it up earlier. But yeah, they're going to always run into these issues where they're running up against. Uh, uh, basketball, uh, NBA, and NFL, uh, NHL playoff games. So, kind of is what yeah. it is. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. But MG, I think I mean, we've bored the people yes, enough with the numbers and the details. Do you want to? Let's talk about the games. Let's get into them. Um, yeah. While you bring up the graphic, and... I will. Yes, uh, I will break that. down what happened between us with the points. So, if you weren't paying attention or if you weren't here for last week's episode, we did something different where we picked three different things with different point totals. Um, we picked the money line. That was one point. We picked against the spread, which was two points. And then we also picked the over-under, which was three points. Um, after the two games, there was a total of six to three. Me being six, MG being three, and we will get into who won what in each game as MG reads through the game. So, MG, take it away. Yes, sir. All right. Game one on Saturday night. This was um, this was interesting and, quite frankly, downright shocking. Uh, yes. Arlington Renegades, uh, Arlington Renegades, the four and six record, defeated. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks with a seven and three record, twenty six eleven, at Houston. I this this game was surprisingly shocking. Um, just the way that surprisingly shocking. Surprisingly shocking. So well, I didn't. I, I didn't think Houston uh, would fold like that. Their defense just didn't hold up, and they looked like the better team for. They look like the bet one of the better defenses in the league for most of the year. Um and yeah. it's only recently they've started to be cracks in there. Now, um Luis Perez, I think, is the reason. And um uh, Bob Stoops even gives gave him credit for kind of holding it together and getting him there. He was nineteen to twenty seven, 
289 yards uh, passing and three TDs. Uh, I man, they you know, and then they had a pretty balanced attack. Uh, De, yeah, Devon Smith, 24, 24 carries, not 94 yards. Um, just kind of held it together. Um, yeah, so I mean, they didn't they didn't score a lot, but or didn't score like off the charts, but they did enough because Houston just couldn't get it going. I mean, uh, Cole McDonald nine. nine Nine of 25, 82 yards, no touchdowns. It was just kind of meh, just kind of there. Brandon Silver's got in the game for a minute, but I, it just was not good. I mean, what did you think? Because you and I thought that you texted me and we're like, um, is this happening right now? Because <laughs> we're going to have a yeah. losing record, have a less than 500 team in the, in the championship game, albeit they played much better than a, four and six team, I must say. Mm. Yeah, I was out to dinner and the place that I was out to just so happened to have this on one of the TVs. Um, So like I'm sitting there trying to entertain my valet for the night. And meanwhile, (laughs) I'm just looking up and I'm like, this is, uh, this is something. And (laughs) trying to also explain that there's a second football league to a human (laughs) that doesn't watch football in general and the fact that the rock owns it it's not something that i discovered this fg explaining the xfl to people outside of sports is a hilarious thing like trying to explain to this woman that there's more football after the nfl and the owner of the league is the rock it's it doesn't sound real. <laughs> like when I'm you're sure trying to explain even, it. Even when you say it like that, it doesn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, this game just utterly shocked me. Um, to go in what happened with the points, um, both MG and I picked Houston Moneyline. That obviously didn't go. <laughs> um, I picked the Renegades to cover the spread. Um, MG did not. So I got two points there. I picked the over, MG picked the under at 41, um, and MG won the three points there for picking the over-under. So with the first game, it was 2-1, and that's all I have on that game, MG. So I did want to point out, the end of this game, there was one of the, a gentleman by the name of, let me get his name right, Luan Winningham made one of the best catches I've ever seen, where he laid out and he kind of was scooping it under him and rolled over and got himself in bounds and it pretty much iced the game for the running game. Yes. So shout out to that dude. Cause that was a hell of a catch. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. Next game game yes. where I'm going to rant on for a minute. Oh, okay. This, 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 this game infuriated me. All right. So that's because DC you're Defenders. a Sea dragons fan. Yes, I'm a I'm a super fan. Yay. Um <laughs> DC Defenders. At least um at least I didn't bandwagon jump. Uh DC Defenders Who did that? Uh, 30 uh, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I don't My know. team's in the championship. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who that. So DC Defenders uh 37 Seattle Sea Dragons 21. Um this was Kind of, I, I, you know, so Seattle looked like they were going to stick with them. 
but they were doing one thing wrong. I'm going to run through the stats here, and then I'll go into what the issue was. Ben DiNucci looked mighty good uh, for the most part. 31, 48, 295 yards, three TDs, where his counterpart, Jer- Jordan Chiamo, I can almost say his name right now. It only took 10 weeks. 19 of 31, 258 yards, yeah, 58 yards, two TDs, um, and two interceptions. So they even had some intercept INTs, and he still just continued to put up points. Um, DC has one of the best defenses in the league, and they were able to handle the passing attack. Um, and here, here's the other issue I have. So this is the bigger issue, and I'm going to rant on this. Uh, Ben DiNucci was a leading rusher with three carries of 16 yards for Seattle. <laughs> God help Yeah, not me. what you want. Uh, Abram Smith of um, DC. DC, he had a heck of a game too. Uh, 23 yards, uh, 23 carries, 48 yards, my bad. Got that all wrong. And then one TD. Uh, but the stud... The stud that I and I texted you. I go, this guy's having a hell of a game. Cameron Harris. I just like that name. Uh, he only had five carries for 25 yards, but he had two TDs, and he was quite the uh, quite a contributor. Uh, so yeah, they they spread I think he was it around. At a supermarket working a couple weeks ago. Was he? Is that what it was? Yeah. That's awesome. He was a guy that's Good picked him, off the street. I think they said that he was working on Friday because I think the joke was mm-hmm. he was he was uh, bagging groceries on Friday and in the end zone by Sunday. I think that's what the <laughs> announcers <laughs> kept saying. <laughs> yeah. That actually is pretty cool. Um, there's, you know, Seattle, Seattle was spreading the ball around. Everybody had yardage, but they just didn't get enough touchdowns. So here's my issue. And this is where I'm going to complain for a second. Um, my God, uh, June Jones, you goddamn moron. Okay. So <laughs> this is how football works is if you run the ball every now and again, it opens up lanes. Um, there were a couple plays by the third quarter where DC said, my God, if they're not going to try to run the ball, um, they had, they had, they had their nickel package in. They literally had their four, uh, their their front four, and everybody else was in coverage. They had one guy. They had one linebacker in in the middle, and everybody else was in coverage on the on the line to gain, like lined up straight across the line to gain. It's like you want a first down, you're gonna have to throw over us. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is madness, dude run the ball at least once in a while. They weren't even trying. They just totally abandoned it. I could not believe because they had run the ball a little more consistently up until now. And then all of a sudden, hey, uh, we're going to be – he's very hard-headed. I get that, um, i.e. when he would go for three points every game for the first, I think, six games of the season. So, yeah, it, just like, God, come on. I realize you have a great passing game. You got a good quarterback, but you got to mix it up. And then, and then the only guy that was even able to run was when Danucci was running for his life. So, yeah, um, very disappointed in how they handled that one for sure. Um, what say you? you? Have anything on the on this one? 
Um, this one was a fun one to watch. I remember texting you at it was. one point. Um, I think I texted you at halftime, and I said, "Well, the fucking over ain't hitting because I had picked the over um, at forty eight and a half, and we fucking hit it surprisingly." But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the game the game played out kind of as I expected. I expected there to be a lot more points um, going into the second half instead of all the points coming in the second half. Um, but it, yeah, played out kind of how I saw fit um, for the point total. Um, MG picked the Sea Dragons money line. Um, I picked DC's money line, so I got a point there. Um, we both picked the Sea Dragons to cover the three-point spread. Neither of us got that one there. <laughs> you went with the under at 48.5. I went with the over, so Son. I collected three points there, and that's what carried me um, to the 6-3 victory this week where I will be picking Congratulations, last in the championship <laughs> game. But um, well, if we're doing totals, um, you were at 15, 16, 17, 18, and I was at 23, uh, 6, 7, 8, 9. So I'm at 29, and you're at uh, 18. Right on. Points. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, you have a perfect so, week uh, in the championship, and you'll, you'll jump me. So I think what we're going to do, too, and we'll – discuss more about this is we're gonna we maybe maybe we'll pick like um rushing leader for the game or uh receiving yards or something do something fun like that just for shits and giggles um it'll be a fun one one game and throw some stuff we can throw some extra stuff in there uh we'll we'll talk more about that pick it on um our next episode and go from there Mm. yes um so like mg just said we're gonna wrap it up uh, this week, we are going to come back next week with a nice, fun, supersized episode where we will uh, review the championship game, break everything down and all the news leading up into the championship game. Um, and we'll even discuss the XFL trophies on uh, on that episode. Yeah, we didn't we get, get into the that. Full list we? of awards. <laughs> no, but I want to save I want to save that for next episode because we're going to have all the awards to get into. But until next time. Once again, we're sponsored by Habibi Clothing, HabibiClothing.co, XFL Pod at checkout for 10% off your order. The next line is dropping tentatively June 3rd. We're getting ready for it. I got all the marketing pieces in place. I am Jonathan Rich. You can follow me at Official Risk on all social media. That is MG Geek. You can follow him at the number two, Fight Forever on Twitter. At XFL Pods, where you follow us, go ahead and smash that like button, hit that subscribe button, subscribe to MG's OnlyFans, and until next time, be a friend, tell a friend. Peace.